Crystal-centric station. Safe and family-friendly radio. With music to uplift your spirit. This is Crystal-centric kids playing at Crystal-centric station. You can listen at www.crystalcentric.com. Crystal-centric kids. We're catching them young for Jesus. Hooray! Hi, my name is Uncle Chris, and you are listening to Crystal Centric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. One, two, one, two. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? What a joy to know you are tuning in. This is Crystal Centric Kids right here on the Crystal Centric Station. Welcome to Crystal Centric Kids. Say, catch them young for Jesus. Cheers. Hallelujah, 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 praise me the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise me the Lord. Praise me the Lord, hallelujah, praise me the Lord, hallelujah, praise me the Lord, hallelujah, praise me the Lord.
Mr. Sandrick Kids right here on the Krista Sandrick station. Kingdom Young for Jesus! God has blessed us another weekend and I'm so excited to welcome you to Christocentric Kids live on the Christocentric station via www.christocentric.com. My name is Irama Fosen and I hope you are doing well. Stay tuned in and enjoy all the great music, awesome Bible studies and great moral lessons. Plus, PH Kids with Aunt Mabel, Children's Devotion with Aunt Ifwa, and the Fosen Sister segment. Today's edition has something special for you because you are special to us. It's Christmas Central Kids, Cash Them Young for Jesus. Stay connected and enjoy the show. Today I'm happy today with Jesus in my heart. I'm happy today. He has taken all my sins away, and now I'm happy today. I'm happy today. Jesus in my heart, I'm happy today. He has taken all my sins away, and now I'm happy today. I'm happy today, I'm happy today with Jesus in my heart. I'm happy today. He has taken all my sins away. Christa Sandrick Kids right here on the Christa Sandrick Station. Alright guys, it's me again. Wait, you, you don't know me? Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Felix, and welcome to Kids Church Online. We're going to be doing some cool stuff today, like worship, memory verse, and a few little other things called the word of today. I'll see you in a bit. Guys, come here. You know what time it is? It's time for worship! Jump on your feet and let's go. Got a feeling deep inside my soul. Nothing in this world comes close. I was driving, I'll give you control. This is love, great love. Hit the bottom, but your grace came through. Found me broken, made me new. All the praise I gave it all to you. This is love, great love. This is love, the greatest thing I've ever known. This is love, I just can't get enough. 
Guys, I've got something really special to talk to you about today. It's called the sword of the spirit. Do you know what it is? No? Well, let me show you. Ugh! The sword of the spirit is basically the Bible and all the truths that it has for your life. And I'm going to tell you a little story about it. There's a story in the Bible about David versus Goliath. Do you know that one? No? Let me tell you. So David was a small boy and he had to go fight this whole big giant called Goliath. But before that, he was in the wilderness looking after sheep. Sheep? Yes, sheep. And he had to protect those sheep. And during that time, lions, bears, and all kind of creatures would try to come steal his, his sheep. But what he did that he fought. And he fought with the truth and what God has said over his life. So when he fought Goliath, he didn't fight him in himself. He fought, fought him in the spirit. So, sword of the spirit, if you have that in your life, Swing, swing, your life is good.
Guys, I forgot to tell you something. If you want to find out more about the armor of God, check out Ephesians 6 verse 17. And take the sword of the Spirit. That sword is the teaching of God. I'm going to put mine on. So guys, you know what time it is. It's faith at home. This is basically when we build your faith in your home. So I've got a few questions for you. And the first one is basically, what lies has the enemy said about you that God counters with the truth in the Bible? The Bible so, so, says so many wonderful things about you. And one of my favorite Bible verses is Hebrews 11 verse 1. And it says, now faith is a substance of things hopeful for the evidence not seen. And that verse helps me when I'm sad or angry. So this week, what I want you to do is write a list of all the verses which mean so much to you. All right, guys, we're going to pray. So close your eyes or hold hands with someone if you want. But come on. Thank you, Father God, that you protect us at all times. We thank you for your word that is the sword that protects us as well as guides us in life. We thank you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Guys, you know this is my favorite part. So we're going to be looking into the word of God and we're going to go into Hebrews 4 verse 12. It goes a little something like this. God's word is alive and working. It is sharper than a sword sharpened on both sides. Oh, let's read that again. God's word is alive and working. It is sharper than a sword sharpened on both sides. Wow, that's sharp. So thank you guys for tuning in. We've had so much fun today. We've looked at the word. We've danced a little bit. We've had a little excitement with some of the games. I won. I won. But guys, we'll see you very soon. Lovely to see you again. I go by the name of Felix. here are you there guess what it's time for today's bible story on the good samaritan enjoy
Long ago, word spread throughout the land of a wonderful teacher in Jerusalem. It was Jesus, the Son of God. He helped people who were sick. and encourage those who were lonely. He answered their questions and told them about God. Jesus traveled from place to place, and wherever he went, people wanted to hear what he had to say. <laughs> you know, the angels of children are always very close to God in heaven. my baby pray for my child no go away one of jesus's disciples was upset can't you see jesus is too busy to waste his time on children wait my father's kingdom is made up of people who trust and love like children do to god every child is a special treasure as my disciple you should know i could never turn children away I'm sorry, Jesus. Here. Please, come back. I was wrong. Jesus will bless your children. Jesus was never too busy for anyone, young or old, sick or well. <laughs> Teacher! If you really know all the answers, tell me. How can I get into heaven? You've studied God's law. What do you think? Well, it says to love God with all my heart and mind and strength. And I should love my neighbors and other people as much as I love myself. That's right. But wait, I understand everything but that last part. Who are my neighbors? And how do I love others? So, what's your answer, Jesus? There's the story of a young man. 
He left Jerusalem on a trip to Jericho. The young man checked his money carefully, as his father had always told him to. And then began his journey. Morning. Good morning. Along the way, the man greeted other travelers, including a priest from the temple. Have a safe journey, and you also. As his journey continued, he came upon another traveler. A Levite. Levites help the priests in the temple. Thank you, my friend. Good journey to you, and to you. As time passed, the traveler saw fewer and fewer people on the road. <laughs> so I'm not alone. What a beautiful bird! I remember seeing such a bird once. Birds? <laughs> We always do, son. Ah! Ah! Oh, Papa, don't you just love the birds? Love the birds! Ah! Love the birds! Come on, your mother sent us to buy almonds for our dinner. Down the street from us, don't they? Yes, they're our neighbors. They're good people. Oh, Papa, look! Who's that man? Him? He's not from Jerusalem. He's from Samaria. That's a Samaritan. Stay here, son. The Samaritans are not like our neighbors. They are our enemies and can't be trusted. The boy was taught to fear anyone from a different place. Always remember, beware of the Samaritans. Beware of the Samaritans. The traveler was completely alone on the road when a stranger approached. He was frightened because his father had always warned him to be afraid of people from other places. But the foreigner did not bother him.
Greetings, little fellow. Here's a treat for you. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you. Good day, stranger. How are you? Hello. Are you from Jerusalem? Oh, that's a relief. It's good to see neighbors so far from home. Ow! You have a firm grip, friend. You haven't felt anything yet. <gasps> Grab him! What are you doing? Please stop! We're neighbors! So give us all your money, neighbor! <laughs> Let's get out of here! The thieves took the traveler's money and jewelry, and they almost took his life. No one could hear his cries for help, so he tried to crawl back to the road. Oh, I know you'd help me if you could, little friend. The poor traveler lay in the ditch for hours. Fortunate. It's the priest. He'll help me. But I'm so, so tired. The traveler needed help, but he was too weak to call out. this Oh my goodness someone should help this poor man The priest passed the traveler on the opposite side of the road 
beast. <coughs> Where did he go? Before him, the Levite passed on the other side of the road. What will I do? What will I do? Isn't there anyone who will help me? By late afternoon, the poor traveler had grown very weak. Hello, little friend. I'm afraid I, I won't make it through the night. Tell me, God, where are my neighbors now that I need them? At sunset, another traveler came down the road. Along comes a Samaritan. Maybe he hasn't seen me. Who is it? safe place tonight. But why? You're a Samaritan. Ah, then you have met my people before. 
Travelers passing by couldn't believe their eyes. A Samaritan was helping an Israelite. Don't talk. Save your strength for our journey ahead. I hope this doesn't hurt too much. The Samaritan led his donkey to a small inn. Was there an accident? Is he all right? No, we must get him inside. Of course. That man, he's alive. Yes, I, I saw him too. But who is that with him? Why, it's a Samaritan. But a Samaritan wouldn't help an Israelite, would he? Just rest now. All night, the Samaritan cared for the injured man. He's looking much better. I must travel on business today. Take this money and pay for anything he needs until I get back. When I return, I'll pay you for any other expenses. I can't thank you enough. I'll see you in a few days. I asked God where my neighbors were when I needed them. He has given me the answer, and the Samaritan did as he promised. A few days later, he took the traveler back to Jerusalem. Who is my neighbor? You are my neighbor. I can clearly see. That a neighbor is a friend reaching out to me. Who's my neighbor? You are my neighbor. Now we both agree. 
never is a friend Helping friends in need Look for a neighbor He will be the one Always standing by your side When the day is done Look for a neighbor He will be the one Always standing by your side When the day is done Who's my neighbor? You are my neighbor Hand in hand we go go. Helping strangers we may meet Along the winding Instead of your eyes, the neighbor you find will be a big surprise. Look for a neighbor, he will be the one. So tell me, which man was the neighbor to the traveler? The priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan? Well, that's easy. The one who cared for him. As we should all do, showing kindness to everyone. So don't just love the people in your family or your friends. Love everybody, especially those in need. Live your life like the Good Samaritan. I will, Jesus. Let me help you, young neighbor. The story Jesus told that day spread throughout the world. And now, a person who helps someone in need is called a Good Samaritan.
for staying tuned in. This is Christocentric Kids, live on Christocentric Station via www.christocentric.com. If you want to sponsor or support this group, kindly reach us by phone call, text message, or WhatsApp on 0551-300-317. Send in your happy birthday messages or shout out to your friends and family or WhatsApp number 551 300317. I think that you are here and I believe you are enjoying the show. It's time for Pure and Holy Kids with Auntie Mabel. Stay connected. Yes, Jesus Welcome to PH Kids, short for Pure and Holy Kids. Yes, you are pure. Yes, you are holy. Welcome, Mommy. Welcome, Daddy. to be back with you this is episode 10 loving the lord jesus christ with all of our strength last week we learned how to love the lord with all our minds and the summary of that was our thoughts must be excellent and worthy of praise Hallelujah. Amen. Today's scripture is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. It, it reads, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Amen. Which part of us do we use to show strength? Every part of us. We have different kinds of strength. We have physical strength, brain strength, heart strength, on and on and on. Today, we are going to learn and understand how we can love Jesus with all of our strength. Do you remember John chapter 14 verse 15, the scripture we learned two weeks ago? Yes, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments so what does it mean to love jesus with all of our strength to love jesus with all of our strength is to act upon our love act so not just words but act if you love jesus your mouth will say it your eyes will show it your feet will walk to where jesus wants you to walk acting upon your love for jesus we cannot say jesus we love you but we will not go to church today because we are so sleepy jesus we will not share our food because we just don't want to or jesus we will not read our bible because we just do not want to when we go to church we sing we dance we praise These are all things we do using 
our body and it requires strength. So that is loving Jesus with all our strength. Especially when we do not want to do it, but we still go ahead and do it. Jesus sees the sacrifice and he claps for us in heaven. And his Holy Spirit, yes, you remember his Holy Spirit? His Holy Spirit gives us strength when he sees that we really want to do it even though we are tired. So let's go back to the scripture for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. All of us together, we are Christ's body and each of us is a part of it. Maybe you love to dance, so you are the feet of Christ. Maybe I love to um, read, so I'm the eyes of Christ. We must all do our part so that the body of Christ will always be active. That is loving the Lord Jesus Christ with all our strength. So now, what do we do with all this information? What do we do? What do we have to remember to do? Okay, we have to remember to act on our love for Jesus by putting him first. When we put him first, we give him our best. When we are doing a chore, we don't get tired at the first one. We get tired on the last ones. We get tired on the last things. So we have to put Jesus first. Go to Sunday school, dance in church, tell your friends about Jesus too. Always put Jesus first. God bless you. And next week we are going to learn how to love the Lord with all our soul. Hmm. What is even a soul? We will find out next week. Bye-bye. This has been Auntie Mabel with you on PH Kids, short for Pure and Holy Kids. See you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, Jesus loves me. Happiness is to be forgiven.
is worth the living, taking a trip The least to heaven, happiness is the Sandrink kids right here on the Krista Sandrink stage. Hi everybody, we are the Fulsing Sisters. This is Arama. This is Rafa. Welcome to our segment on Christocentric Kids. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. We'll start our segment with a devotion. So we start up with a weekend devotion from Brand New Day Devotional of Carry Center International Children's Ministry. Today's devotion is entitled Early Fellowship, John 20 verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene went out to visit the tomb. Let us learn from Mary Magdalene how to fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Do you notice how Mary was seeking Jesus in today's scripture? She went looking for the Savior very early in the morning. This is the same way every child of God should seek God very early in the morning and at all times if you say you want to wait for some time before you speak to god you will always find an excuse or another reason not to and by the time you realize it will be too late for example when you wake up in the morning don't tell yourself that i will read my bible pray or do my devotional later because sometimes later never comes just like mary magdalene you must seek fellowship with the lord by reading your bible praying or doing your devotional first thing in the morning another example of how we can learn from mary magdalene is to go to god first whenever we have a problem that we need help with sometimes we forget that we can talk to god about anything and everything so when we have problems, we wait until we can no longer get a solution from another human being before we go to God in prayer. Child of God, learn to speak to God first whenever you have a problem. Also learn to speak to God when you have good news too, giving thanks to Him for all His help. What lesson have you learned today, Erefwa? I learned that anytime you are finding problem, seek God first. Because if you seek Him in prayer, He will answer you. And when He answers you, you must give thanks to Him. What about you, Irama? I learned that we should always have time to fellowship with the Lord. We should do it every morning. Else, if we push it later, later, later. Sometimes it never happens, so let's make sure we do it early in the morning. Even if you miss the morning, make time for it in the day. Well, hope you learned something. Let's go for a musical break.
but now I'm older. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken. Believe in what you told me. Welcome back, Excusticentia Kids. My name is Arama, and I have a quick word for you. The title is God Hears. It's so simple, and I believe it's true. The Lord came down because He loves me and you. And when I wake up or go to sleep at night, I thank God that He is in my life. So let's stop and think about His gift. It's because of Him we all exist. So don't worry and put your trust in Him. Jesus came to save us from our sin. You don't have to worry about your prayers. They will be heard. Just like in the beginning, there was just the word. So when you wake up and say a little prayer... It is good to know that he is there and he's listening as we go through our day. God will hear everything we pray for. Amen. 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 Hi, my name is Erefa and I want you to enjoy the song. This is Krista Sandrick Kids right here on the Krista Sandrick stage. The Lord. 
I'm shouting out to Semefa, Kiki, Emisa, Isabel, Eliana, Madam, and then Auntie Mary, Auntie Anita, Jerome, Kimberly, Phoebe, Angel, and then Auntie Docas and Auntie Marian. Have a great weekend, you all, and catch you next week. Hi, this is Arama. Greetings to Valikem, Nancy, Kiki. You all have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. From Irama and Irifwa. It's a bye. Bye for now. Once it go. It's bye for now. Christocentric kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Catch them young for Jesus. Catch them young for Jesus. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Yeah.
Steinbach is Christocentric Kids, and we are catching them young for Jesus. Let's settle down for the children's devotion with Auntie Ifwa. Be blessed by it. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known thine faithfulness, thine faithfulness. With my mouth will I make known thine faithfulness to all generations. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Hello. Somebody there. Good morning. Wake up. Let's do our morning devotion together. This is Antifa. Stretch. Stretch and stretch. Let's say deep and wide. Deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Hallelujah. Flowing deep and wide. Deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Good. Take your Bible, take your notebook and your pen or pencil. We are ready. Close your eyes and let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for this time to share your word. We pray that let your Holy Spirit help us to understand it. We are really grateful for the gift of life this morning. Lord, help us to practice your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take your Bible and say with me, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is food for my soul. I must read it every day, know it very well, and practice it so that I will grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All the things God wants us to know are here in the Bible. Written down. 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 Go. All the things God wants us to know are here in the Bible. Written down. Good. Everything God wants us to know and everything that is good for us to live a good life is written in our Bible, which is very good. It means that we have one book that we can always refer to. Today and through this week, we will learn giving. Okay, my friends, giving. We children, hmm, sometimes giving is difficult for us, but it's not easy for anybody. So we have to keep on learning and keep on doing until we get used to it. Our memory verse today, Acts chapter 20, verse 35b. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, verse 35b. Amen. That's very easy. It is more blessed to give than to receive. My friends, let's learn that. If you want to be blessed, give more than you receive. In Luke chapter 21, verse 1 to 4, still starting with Jesus as usual. Jesus sat in front of the temple, observing people who came to church and how they were giving their offerings. My friends, let me ask you. So if you have five oranges and I ask, please give me some, how many will you give me? 
I don't know. Some people will give one, others will give two. Hmm. And keep three. Okay. Who will give three? Maybe. And keep two for yourself. Hey. So what if this is only two oranges? You sure you won't divide one into two and give me half? Wow. So if it is four, will you give me two and keep two? Or you give me one and keep three? Hmm. My friends, think about that. You know, it shows our character. It shows our heart of giving. Okay. So that was what Jesus was sitting there watching. Some rich people came to the offering. They brought big, big, big gifts. Others brought a lot of money. Jesus was observing with his disciples. There was this poor widow who came. And she just walked very close to the offering bowl. And dropped in two small coins. And then quickly she left. Because she was even ashamed of herself. That is all that she had. And Jesus called the disciples and said, You see, of all the big, big monies and all the big gifts they have brought, what the widow dropped, the widow brought the biggest gift to God. They said, really? Those two small coins that not buy anything. Like if you put in two 10 pesos coins, it doesn't buy anything. He said, yes. Jesus said, if you look at the woman, she brought all she has. She's a poor woman. And this is all she has. The, other, the rich people who, are, who brought their gifts, out of the abundance, they brought just a little chip of it. It's like giving me one orange out of ten. And it's very rich. And the woman is like somebody who has only one and brought all. Okay. So Jesus said, it gladdens God's heart that he sees us and we bring of a, a lot of what we have to him. You know, it is the same thing God did for us. Bible says in John 3 verse 16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God has only one son and he gave him to us. He didn't have two. Bible didn't say there are two. It's only Jesus and he still allowed him to come and die for us. You know, let's learn from God how to give. If you are giving, give out of a good will because God knows your heart. God knows how much you are giving. Out of how many? You know, some of us, when we go to church and we are giving the offering, you will still take a change even though mommy says no change. Or, some of you, when you go to church at all, you don't want to even give any offering at all. Or some of you also, even at home, everybody knows that you, dear, you don't share. Hey, don't give it to Kabina. That's what Kabina. You won't give anybody. Eh, even if you are supposed to share with your friends, you don't want to share. Let's learn. It's a habit we develop gradually. If you don't develop it very early and you grow up and become like Antifite, it become very difficult to start that habit, except the Holy Ghost helps you. So please, my friends, we are learning today that we should learn to give. Always learn. When you get something, always look out to give somebody a little bit of it so that you get used to sharing. You have the biscuit. Nobody has asked you for it, but always offer it. I know some people also who do um, intubedi. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Or you, when you get it, then you are looking around if anybody has seen you, then you hide it. No, my friends. Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't always receive, but always look out to give. Not only when you are asked, but look out to really give to people before they ask. Always offer so that it becomes a good habit. We are growing up with it. Okay. Amen. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. You are teaching us to give. Lord, bless this word. Let it bear a lot of fruit. Teach us to give. Always remind us that anytime we receive anything from you, from our parents, in school, everywhere, let us always look out to give 
and give our very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good. Thank you so much for doing your devotion with me today. This week, your activity will be look out to share. Okay? Anything you get, look out to share. And when you are sharing, try and see if you can do 50-50. I mean, give half of it or give a little more. We are growing in giving. Okay? And Bible says God will bless you. I love you all. Bye-bye. I am feeding on the living bread. I am drinking at the fountain head and who so drink Kev Jesus said shall never never test again. What's never test again? No, never test again. What's never test again? No, never test again and who so drink Kev Jesus said. Child, never, never this is Krista Sandring Kids right here on the Krista Sandring stage. Hey kids, Auntie Essie here. I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids, catch them young for Jesus. church we will continue our teaching series on the 10 commandments those 10 simple rules that God gave his people the Israelites after he rescued them from slavery in the land of Egypt and they escaped through the Red Sea these rules are the foundation for living a good life they teach us the difference between right and wrong and can be found in the book of Exodus chapter 20 from verses 1 to 21. Today, we will take a look at rule number 9. But first, let us pray. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we cannot thank you enough for life, for living, for the hope that you have given us as your children. And so we have come today to return all the glory to you. Lord, we are praying that. Teach us something new today. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.
about the rule number eight in which God says do not steal hmm. stealing is a sin plain and simple stealing is taking something that does not belong to you without permission and without paying for it when we take something that belongs to somebody else we show that we don't care about that person very much. Think about it. How would you feel if someone stole one of your favorite toys or your most loved video game? You would be pretty upset, wouldn't you? Now, it seems pretty straightforward to not take the things that belong to other people. But, 
there is more to stealing than that. Usually, when people think of stealing, they think of a bad guy in a mask robbing a bank. If you think about it, there are many ways to break this commandment. Robbing a bank is just one of the ways. Did you know that you can steal time? Think about when you're supposed to be doing your homework. If you mess around and complain and play instead, what are you doing? You're stealing time from your family. The same thing goes for doing your chores. Adults can steal time from their bosses by not working when they're supposed to or by working on the things other than their job when they're at work. You can also steal someone's reputation. Your reputation is what people think of you. When you gossip, you say mean things, or things that are untrue about someone, it steals away the good thoughts others have about them. You can steal ideas. Imagine you're playing with your friends during recess and your best friend comes up with an idea for a new game. So, your best friend tells you and you tell the whole group or you pretend like it was your idea, not your best friend's. That will be stealing your friend's idea. You can even steal from God. We rob God when we do not give him our tithes and offerings. Like he tells us to. The money that you and your parents bring to the church is used to help those in need. The Bible tells us what we can do instead of stealing. Let's look at the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. It says, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Stealing nearly tore a family apart. When one brother stole from another in this story from the book of Genesis chapter 27 from verses 1 to 38. In biblical times, the oldest son in each family received a special blessing from his father. When Esau and Jacob were born, Esau was the older twin and was to receive the special blessing. Rebecca helped Jacob to get the blessing by tricking her husband, who was already turning blind. Because of this sin, Jacob had to flee for his life. For Esau became so angry, he wanted to kill Jacob. The two brothers remained separated for decades because of that theft. It was only when Jacob came home and made things right with Esau that they were reunited. Let's dedicate ourselves to doing what is right. Let's make a pact with God that we will not steal. Let's show we love others by respecting their things so that no one can ever call us a thief. Do not hurt others with your selfishness. Let's obey God. Do not take what is not yours from anyone. If you have stolen anything before, now is the time to ask God for forgiveness. If you'd like to catch the full lesson from last week, 
all the other lessons in this series, please check our YouTube page at Elevation NG and search for Seeds. You can thank me later. Our verse of the month is from the book of Psalms chapter 19 verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives new strength. The laws of the Lord can be trusted. They make childish people wise. There's a story about four boys who decided they wanted to skip their morning classes in school. The boys lived away from school, so they had to ride together every day on the way to school. When they got together that morning to finally head for school after the lunch hour, they agreed on a stool. They told the school secretary that they had a flat tire and that made them late. When they arrived at school the next morning, they told their first period teacher the same story. She told them that they had missed a test the previous day and asked them all to get out a pencil and paper. The boys got ready for the test and the teacher said, Question number one, which tire was flat? <laughs> you can guess. They got into a lot of trouble for lying because each one of them had a different answer. Of all the Ten Commandments, lying is probably the one people commit the most. We tell so many lies and stories and half-truths, some of us don't even know when we are telling lies. Lies are told to keep us out of trouble, to buy us time, to hide secrets from family and friends. We may not even mean anything by our lies, but even the most harmless little white lie can be terribly destructive. There are few things that can damage a relationship like a lie, and few things that can destroy your good reputation like a lie. Today's Bible story in the book of Acts chapter 5 from verses 1 to 11 shows us just how serious God thinks about lies and honesty. It's the story of a couple that dared to lie to the leaders of the early church. It's a harsh warning to us that God takes lies very, very seriously. The book of Acts tells us the people of the early church were very giving people. They sold many of their possessions and donated the money to the church and to the Lord's work. Many of the believers gave 100% of what they earned from those sales to the church. A man named Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, were members of the early church who had sold some of their land. But he only gave part of the money to the apostles. He secretly kept some for himself. His wife knew about this and she agreed to it. Peter said, Ananias, why did you let Satan rule your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit. Why did you keep part of the money you received for the land for yourself? Before you sold the land, it belonged to you. And even after you sold it, you could have used the money anyway you wanted. Why did you think of doing this? 
you lied to God, not to man. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Some young men came in, wrapped up his body, carried it out, and buried it. And everyone who heard about this was filled with fear. About three hours later, his wife came in. She did not know what had happened. Peter said to her, Tell me how much money you got for your field. Was it this much? Safira answered, Yes, that was a price. Peter said to her, Why did you and your husband agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the men who buried your husband are the door. They will carry you out. At that moment, Safira fell down by his feet and died. The young men came in and saw that she was dead. They carried her out and buried her beside her husband. The whole church and all the others who heard about these things were filled with fear. Ananias and Safira wanted people to think they were more generous than they were. They sold some property to give money to the church but they lied when they held back some of the money. God wasn't angry that they kept the money, nor were the church leaders. God punished them because they lied about it. Lying is a destructive sin that causes quarrel between people. Lying causes people not to trust each other. It drives us apart. If you want to be loving to all people, we will ask God to teach us always to be honest, even when it hurts. People lie for many reasons. People like Ananias and Sapphira lie to try to make themselves look better or holier than they actually are. Some people lie to try and stay out of trouble. Some, like the boys in the first story, tell lies to cover up other sins that they have committed. We may think that we're not harming anyone with our lies. But when lies are found out, they are terribly destructive. It hurts when we find out someone who we love has lied to us. It is hard to trust them. And we wonder if we can ever believe anything they say. Lies cause friendships to break apart. They can cause divisions in families. Worst of all, they destroy our reputation as people who can be trusted. Once someone is branded a liar, that is a label that is nearly impossible to shake off. The Ten Commandments teach us how to love God and how to love others. If we truly care about loving others, we will always be honest. We will speak the truth even when it costs us. Even when it gets us into trouble. Being known for honesty is worth far more than anything you might gain through life. That's why God takes this commandment so seriously. That's why he commanded us not to tell lies. Honesty isn't always easy. But it is always the right call. Ask God to make you an honest person. 
one who does not lie for any reason. One who will always tell the truth, even if you will be punished. God will bless you and others richly because you will become a person everyone knows they can trust. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for today's commandments. Thank you for teaching us to tell the truth no matter what. Help us to always be honest so that people can find it easy to trust us. Help us to always speak the truth and say no to lies. In Jesus' name, Amen. People tell lies in different ways. We can lie about doing something wrong, like saying we ate all our lunch when really we fed it to the dog. We can also lie by exaggerating like saying we can do something that we really can't. When we cheat, make excuses, sneak around to do something naughty so that we don't get caught or leave out a part of the truth. We are lying. When we lie, people won't want to trust us. Lying hurts our relationships with others because people can't trust us when we are not truthful. Honesty protects our relationship with our neighbors. Being known for honesty is far more than anything you might gain through lies. That's why God takes this commandment so seriously. That's why he commanded us not to tell lies. I challenge you to be truthful this week. Say the truth, even if you will be punished for doing wrong. Say no to lies. Now we have learned nine commandments out of ten. Let's say them together. Ready, set, go. First commandment, no other gods. Second commandment, no idols. Third commandment, respect God's name. Fourth commandment, keep the Sabbath day holy. Fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. Sixth commandment, do not murder. Seventh commandment, keep your marriage promises. Eighth commandment, do not steal. Ninth commandment, do not lie. See you next time for rule number 10. Bye for now. Here's a pop quiz for this week. What is the ninth commandment?
do not lie. Which of the commandments do people break the most? Commandment number nine, do not lie. Who were Ananias and Sapphira? They were members of the early church. What did Ananias do that made God angry? He lied about his offering. Why did Ananias lie about his offering? He wanted to secretly keep some of the money for himself. What was their punishment for lying? They both fell down and died. The Ten Commandments teach us how to love God only. True or false? False. The Ten Commandments teaches us how to love God and how to love others. Lies can break up a family. True or false? True. It is okay to lie to save yourself from being punished. True or false? False. Will you commit to telling the truth at all times this week, even if it costs you something or gets you in trouble? Yes, I will. ago, 8-year-old Shivam lived with his parents in a city. Shivam was very fond of playing and having fun. And while doing all this, he used to ignore homework of his school. Mom, I will do my homework tomorrow, okay? And by making an excuse, he used to take a holiday on the day when teacher had to check homework of the kids. Mom, I have a stomachache. I won't be able to go to school. Don't worry, Shivan. Better you take rest today. And this went on for many days. And suddenly, one day, class teacher said to every child in class, Children, tomorrow I will check notebooks of English, Hindi and maths of each and every one of you. Therefore, tomorrow you all are required to come up with your notebooks. Okay, okay teacher. teacher.
Shivam's friend Ankit knew that none of Shivam's notebook is complete. He said to Shivam, "Shivam, what will you do now? None of your notebook is complete as of now. I know that, and that's why I'm not coming to school tomorrow." What? Yeah. <laughs> and then, as usual, the very next day, Shivam started lying about pain in his stomach. Mom, my stomach is aching very badly today. Again today. What can be done now? You better don't go to school and rest. And like that, Shivam got his much-required holiday from the school. One by one, teacher was checking notebook of each and every kid, and then a glance at her watch on the wrist reminded teacher that school time was about to get over. And then she said to everyone, "Kids, school time is about to over now. Therefore, all the children whose notebooks are left, kindly bring them tomorrow for checking." That very evening, Ankit told everything to Shivam when they met in the park. Teacher has said. That notebooks of all those left will be checked by teacher tomorrow. Is that so? I won't be coming tomorrow too. <laughs> Next day too, while checking the notebooks, it was about for school time to get over, and again teacher said to the children, "Notebooks of all those left today also will be checked tomorrow." This time also, Ankit told Shivam what teacher said. Today, also same thing happened. Therefore, teacher has said that she will check remaining homeworks tomorrow. That's great. It means I got one more holiday. <laughs> like this, three more days passed by. Teacher checked notebooks for three more days, and Shivam, by making one excuse or the other, took holidays one after another. On the sixth day, when he tried to take another holiday, his mother didn't listen to him and sent to him in anger. I've been watching you since six days. You make excuses for having holidays, and entire day you play with your friends. Therefore, you have to go to school today. But mother, my stomach is aching very badly. You better go to school quietly, else I'll call your father. Shimon was very scared of his father. Therefore, he agreed to go to the school. As you say, Mom, I'm going to school. Shivam got ready and went to the school. As soon as the teacher saw him in the class, she said, "Shivam, finally you came to school today. I was really waiting for you since very long. Now, quickly come to me and show me your notebooks." I would want to check your notebooks. Shivam got scared after listening to his teacher's words. He got up and said, "Teacher, I forgot to bring my notebooks today." Why? You knew that I'm checking notebooks of every student. Then how come you forgot to bring your notebooks? Sorry, teacher. You have to come with your notebooks tomorrow, and don't dare to be absent tomorrow at all. Okay, teacher. After getting scolding from his teacher, Shivam understood that somehow or other he has to complete his notebooks now. He said to his friend Ankit, "Ankit, can you give me the notebooks of all the three subjects?" Why? What will you do with my books? Teacher has asked you to come up with your notebooks, right? I know very well, but my notebooks are incomplete. Therefore, with the help of your notebooks, I will complete my notebooks too. 
But what is the need to do all this? As always, you can remain absent tomorrow. No, I think I can't delay this matter further, my friend. Therefore, I have to complete this work now. But how will you complete your notebooks by tomorrow morning? I don't know, but I have to do homework now. Ankit gave his notebooks to Shivam. He reached his home. Straight away, he went to his room and started doing his homework. Throughout the day and night, he kept on working. And by the morning, he completed all the three notebooks. He felt relieved after completing his work. Finally, I completed work of all the three notebooks. Now I can go to school happily. Next day, he went to school with all the three notebooks. As soon as the class began, teacher spoke to Shivam first. Shivam, come and show your notebooks to me. Shivam went to his teacher with his notebooks. Due to waking up in tired night, he was very tired. His eyes had become red too. See, teacher, my notebooks. By looking at his tired face, teacher got to know that he has completed these notebooks while working in tired night. She explained Shivam by saying, "I knew that your notebooks are incomplete. You've completed these by waking up in tired night." Therefore, due to tiredness of your eyes, have become red, Shivam. That's why it said that we should complete our work on time, so that we can escape the burden of doing the entire work all together later. You better keep this in mind always. That by running away, the work which you're trying to escape will become more of a burden. Shivam understood what teacher wanted to say. He said, "Sorry, teacher." From now on, I will complete my work on time and will never leave any work for tomorrow. This way, Shivam got rid of his habit of leaving today's work on tomorrow, and he started completing his work on time. Oh, Susan, it's time to say bye bye. So glad you were able to stay connected. I'm sure you've learned something new this week. If you want to share, send us a WhatsApp on zero five five one three zero zero three one seven. Don't forget to add your birthday dedications and shoutouts. The first person to send us a message or a voice note will get a surprise package from Christocentric Station. Who will that be? Well, let's wait and see. Before we go, always remember that. Jesus loves you. He died on the cross to save you. If you want Him to come and live in your heart forever, just say this prayer after me and believe it. Say, "Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sake. I believe you are the only one who can save me and stay in my heart forever. So I invite you into my heart and my soul." As my Lord and personal Savior, help me to love you and live for you always. Amen. If you said this prayer, be excited because now Jesus lives in you. Please tell mommy and daddy, or auntie and uncle, grandma, grandpa, or your teachers about this good news. Remember to read your Bible and pray every day if you want to grow. Thank you again for being a part of Christocentric Kids today. Let's catch up same time next week. 
please tell friends at school and church about Christocentric Kids and be a part next week. Thank you, Daddy, for producing the show. My name is Rama Folsen and I enjoyed hosting today. It's time to dance out of here, so let's do it together. One, two, three, four. Ha! This song is for every child of God. <laughs> so if you know you are a child of God, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, make it dance now, oh yeah, it's okay, it's okay now. Uh, ha! My head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes.
When you say someone is the next of kin, what does it mean? Like I am the king. My son is prince. Chai. If I die, she will be the king. You say? She will be the king. <laughs> Who is the next of kin? Look, 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 look at this. It's the prince. Jesu! The prince. Yeah. Fountain! The next of kin is a prince. Yeah. Ray! Ah! When we say someone is the next of kin, who is that person? Someone who died after you. What did you say? The person is going to die after you. Mm. Jesus is Lord! I hope I'm not your next of kin. <laughs> next of kin. When you say someone is your next of kin, what does it mean? You're in someone who is in charge of something. Like if, example, the president. If the president is not there, the next of kin is the vice. In short. To, like, someone... I never see that. I love it today. Hypothetically speaking, okay? If your mother should get a call that you are in trouble and you've been arrested and you're at the police station, what do you think is the first thing that would come into your head that you've committed? Look, 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 look at this. Hey, this one here. I've gone to impregnate someone's daughter. Uh, wait, 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 what is that here? I've gone to impregnate someone's daughter. Hey! Yeah. Why? She knows that I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Silly boy. <laughs> Who is a head of state? <laughs> you think it's a funny? Who is a head of state? President. Someone who is in charge of a state. The head of Ghana. Oh yes, Baba. Hey, Levels don't change. Head of state. Yeah. Head of state. Ah, the head of state. Oh, I mean, you know. I don't know. Chatawale. Chatawale. Oh. Yes. Oh how? How? Also, shut up, I want to be the head of state. If I meet you for some place, hide. Hide. When we say someone is a head of state, who is that person? Headmaster. Headmaster. Nonsense. Come on, get away. What kind of stupidity is that? So, where do head of state work? At the school. At the school. Wait, what's your favorite subject? Mass. Oh, wow. Two plus two. Four. Minus one. Seven, two. Seventeen. Jesus, I will delete you from this school. 